Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you very specifically tell us to go and watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely you told us to go watch this one. You were like, hey, you two. Jeff and John, mm-hmm. Jeff that and John. being Jeff, me being John, mm-hmm. of uh, of stars of stage and screen. Yes, they were like, "Hey, go watch this," mm-hmm. and we were like, "Why?" <laughs> well, I mean, this one's got a bit of a story to how we ended up watching it, but yeah, yeah, because you told us to, and then we did. The end. Good. What a story, right? What a great story, what man. A good story. There was a movie we were supposed to watch yeah. this week that we could not get a hold of, and it made me very sad because it looked terrible. I mean, it's a, it was a movie that Red Letter Media had done on one of their uh, one of their seventy shows they have. Yeah, but then you could have us review it, and then you wouldn't have to listen to the Red Letter Media guys. No, I know what I'm saying is I was modestly familiar with it already, and you're right. I wouldn't have to listen to like Rich Evans say something racist and then cackle like a cartoon witch. <laughs> Like, I know that's the Sour Grapes because he's like the most famous weird, dumpy little man in the world. Yeah, and I wish I was the most famous weird, dumpy man in the world. <laughs> well, you'd be a big, dumpy man. Exactly. Well, that's you, why you, I left you, Little yeah. out. You can still get there. All you have to do, you don't even have to climb over the I just have to and, eat Rich Evans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eat Rich Evans, maybe Danny DeVito. Yeah, eat the rich is what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. When I say that, what I mean that's is... That's what everyone means when they say eat the rich. <laughs> yeah, eat the rich Evans. Yeah, eat the rich Evans and uh, also Mike Staclasa. <laughs> Uh, Jack Packard's okay. We watched McKinsey's Island, <laughs> which I keep having to look over and make sure that that is the title. I don't even think the movie wants to be sure that that's the title because it shows up in like the smallest font. <laughs> it is. This is a movie. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> Technically. I feel like even that's an arguable point. <laughs> so this stars Hulk Hogan. This is once again... Sure it does. We have gone to the Hulk Hogan well. Mm-hmm. I think this might be the last time. God bless him. I love all of his terrible movies, and there are still so many more that we could let's do. Not, let's not God bless the, the, the racist... <laughs> No, God bless the movies. Okay, there you go. God bless the cinema <laughs> and the U.S. of A. Yeah. That's not racist. <clears throat> yeah, definitely not. No, The no. parts of USA that aren't racist. This garage. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that's probably racist. There's a big racist raccoon right over there. <laughs> Damn it, Rocket. Get out of here. <laughs> Ducks ain't people. <laughs> uh, but the <laughs> the movie itself... Before we get, you know, into the full spoilers or anything, this is basically just a full fever dream. Mm -hmm. There is the hint of a plot to this movie, and otherwise, stuff just sort of happens. No, really. Like, I don't think it would be possible for Hulk Hogan to improv his way through an entire movie. Uh, I I just don't think he's got... That's not the kind of actor that he ever was. No, Uh, But... (laughs) It sort of feels like the writers did. No, like it they were writing it in real time. Yeah, it feels like <laughs> every day you would show up to set and they would just hand you the newest scene. Yeah. And you'd be like, all right. You're like, what the fuck? And they're like, well, this part of the island is available right now. So we wrote a scene that uses that. <laughs> Look, we, we, found, get... we found this thing. We're going to put it in the movie. <laughs> My cousin has this thing. He wants it to be in the movie. We're using it. <laughs> It's like the first movie I can think of that feels like it was filmed entirely via scavenger hunt. They were like, just go get us stuff and we'll put it in the movie. I found Grace Jones. Great. She's in the movie. (laughs) Put me down. Put me down. Hiss. (laughs) Uh, It is. It is straight up just a cartoon. And it's weird because. 
tonally, this movie feels like it should be for children. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. That's a big part of this. And uh, if we want to talk about the tone thing before the break, then sure. Every Hulk Hogan movie is essentially the same movie, right? Like, there's a couple that stand out because he's not, like, as much of the star. So, obviously, you set aside things like Gremlins 2 and, and whichever Rocky he was in. You just, no. You, you, I mean, anytime well, you're talking about a Hulk Hogan movie, not a movie with Hulk Hogan yes, in it. Uh, all the, the Hulk Hogan starring vehicles are Hulk Hogan is the world's greatest man. Uh, he has an, a weird sense of authority, but at least it's backed up from somewhere. And he is a hero to all children. That's yes. that's his that's his thing. Even if he's mean to some of the kids, it's because they're bullies or something, and he's being mean to the he's being good for the good kids. Yeah, the baby Mila Kunis's of the world, and so on. <laughs> he uh, is definitely a Santa with muscles. Exactly. So now, just picture if that movie happened exactly like that, but there was no sense of authority anywhere, and also, even though he still acts like there is, and there are no children at all, but he still acts like I'm a role model to children. But there's none around. It's. It's very weird to have a movie that is so very clearly trying to be a, oh, it was a fun adventure thing for kids, mm -hmm. but then forgets to, like, plot-wise do that. It's yeah. just like, we totally made this a fun kids comedy movie, but the plot isn't, and it's very at odds with itself throughout the entire movie. Yeah, like, I know it's a common joke nowadays to say a movie feels like it was written by one of those AI proc generator scripts or whatever, but this one feels the closest just because it, like, misses... It, it basically writes a perfectly functional Hulk Hogan movie script, but misses a number of key important things that are usually part of it, and it makes sense if you're like, write me a Hulk Hogan movie script where he, like, finds treasure on an island, and they're like, you got it, here it comes... Based on previous Hulk Hogan algorithms. It's it's honestly, it feels like someone had the base outline for a script. They're like, I've got the skeleton mm -hmm. and a couple storyboards of what I want this movie to be. And then someone came back to them and said, great, we've, we're doing it. And Hulk Hogan is on board. And they went, oh, fuck, I have to make this a Hogan film? <laughs> and then they just started redoing certain things mm -hmm. to make it more like that, but they couldn't change the skeleton? Honestly, I feel like all the the, the name actors in this movie were added late. <laughs> and they were like, well, we got, we got to rewrite shit. Which is why the whole movie features Grace Jones being this character who apparently they tried to catch for forever but never met. So when they finally meet her, they think she's going to be a guy. And then the whole rest of the movie is her being like, you thought I was a man, but I'm not and I can beat you. And it's like, I feel like the only dialogue they added for this character named Alonzo is, point, uh, is her pointing out that she's not a man, even if you thought she was. <laughs> and everything else is just what it was already going to be. God, man, spoilers. <laughs> We're not even at the break. I know, whatever. Oh, you know what? We'll be back after the break. <laughs> you don't get to do that. It's my show. Oh, okay. I'll pause when I say we pause. Okay, go ahead. We're going to keep going. Damn it. We're never going to get into the actual movie. We're just going to talk in vague generalities. We're just going to pipe some, uh, some theme music over this conversation as it's happening. <laughs> uh, all right, fine. We will go ahead, take our little break, play some music. We will come back with the full in-depth spoiler review of McKinsey's Island. Right after this break. Uh, no, not after this break. After this one. This one. Yeah. This came out in, uh, what, 1998? 
We are back. It is time to talk about Mackenzie's Island. Yeah, that's the that's the title they went with. It really does feel like it was just the title of the working script, and they were going to name it something, you know, like, oh, the treasure adventure. Or... Well, because it feels like the skeleton script title, because you're like, oh, it the, the whole thing takes place on Mackenzie's Island, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like this treasure from a dude named Mackenzie that people are looking for. Yeah. Great. Except they mention that dude's name and the island's name like twice yeah. in the whole film. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a we, there's a point near the very beginning where Hulk Hogan does a, a weird thing that's supposed to be heroic, but clearly is not. And his like random friend who was nearby when it happens just goes, "Now what are you going to do, Nature Man?" And I was like, "Oh, Nature Man. That's probably the title that they thought they were going to use. That that would make a lot more sense than McKenzie's Island." Um, written in blue text on a black font for a half second in the first 30, 30 seconds of the movie. Um, I, I'm I know sure I'm th- harping on that. Like every movie doesn't have a huge important title sequence, but this one looks like a TV movie establishing shot. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are definitely plenty of things you could have done. And I mean, the, the problem I have is McKinsey's Island sounds like uh, Hulk Hogan's character should be named something McKinsey. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, it's McKinsey's Island. And you know what? There's a problem there where he almost is. Like, his character's name in this movie is, like, Joe McGray. Yeah. Or McCray or something like that, which is another, you know, Mick something or other. So I keep, every time, and the only people who ever call him by his last name is Grace Jones, and she's always just sort of incoherently shouting. So I, for a while, I thought he might be a descendant of this guy. Huh? Wouldn't make a lick of sense if he was, but that was... It was part of the impression I got, because it's just her going, McCray, McCray, fly! You're like, what did she just say? What, she's just incoherently yelling into the jungle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the nice thing, is they don't give you the script for the day. They just are like, it's okay, Grace, you can just yell. Yeah, it really feels like a movie that they finished the work print of, and they were like, this sucks. And then they just sort of did the bare minimum and sold it to ABC Family or something. And 98 is late for Hulk Hogan, too. Yes. because it's, it's the When same I saw as- 98, I was like... You gotta be shitting me. Well, he already looks old as fuck. Like, there's, he's got a sidekick in this movie all the way through, played by Robert Vaughn, who you'd remember as, like, the bad guy from Superman 3, but he was also in a lot of old shit. He was in The Magnificent Seven. Oh, he's been in a ton of stuff, and I love every time he shows up. Yeah. (laughs) Because he plays a very similar, like, keel of character, Mm -hmm. and he plays that here, which is amazing because everyone else, like I mentioned, is in a full fucking Looney Tunes movie, and he is like, Hello, I'm I, I'm just here. He kind of also is playing a Looney Tune, but he's playing one of those like above it all Looney Tunes. He's like a droopy dog where everyone else is playing like I, I don't know, the Tasmanian devil, where they're all just whirling around and trying to st- start shit. And he'll just stand there and be like, I'm a secret agent. And they're like, well, okay, fine, but can you please stand there? Yes. And then they find him in the next room, and he's like, I'll tell you how I got here so fast. And they're like, no, please don't. It's a cartoon. We don't want to know. <laughs> the answer is there's 500 Robert Vaughns. I love that every time you do a cartoon character, it is just fucking boo-boo. <laughs> I don't know, Yogi. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) maybe I should stick to that one. (laughs) I feel like that's the same guy, though. Droopy dog is much more like this. Hey, my yes was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy. (laughs) But yeah, he's another, he's just a different kind of cartoon character. Uh, It's just funny because there's a point in the movie where he, he like tries to explain why Hulk Hogan should listen to him. And he's like, I'm a few years older than you. And that makes I'm very wise. And I was like, 
I don't know, man. I don't know of how much older Robert Vaughn is than Hulk Hogan, but it doesn't look like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like an, a, 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 a Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith situation. <laughs> they just look like two old. It's more of a grumpy old men situation. <laughs> But yeah, 98 is the same year that Hulk Hogan was in uh, High Noon or Three Ninjas Kickback, High Noon at Mega Mountain or whatever the fuck. It's just no kickback. That's the second movie. That's the second movie. But yeah, he is. this is like his worst year. (laughs) It's a bad year for Hogan. And and Hogan has had some famously bad years. (laughs) I just, the, the thing with Hogan in this movie is that he's got too much stuff. Yeah. They gave him too many things. It's like. When you start talking about, like, the man with the golden gun, and you're like, my dude, you have too many things. Bond villains are supposed to have one thing. Yeah. But you're like, I, I only kill with a golden gun, and I only kill for exactly $1 million, and I have three nipples. And you're like, dude, it's just pick, much. pick one thing. And it's the <laughs> same thing here. Hogan's like, yo, I'm a retired ex-cop, and I've got, you know, a fun little, like, island friend who's my goofy mm-hmm. sidekick buddy. But then I've also got a non-retired cop who is my other sidekick buddy. Also, I have a talking bird that won't shut up. Yeah. And you're like, you've got too many things, my dude. But let's just, uh, I gotta go, th- I-, I want to talk about the intro of this movie because, oh, of course, because it's amazing. Uh, we open, it's just some nice island shots and we get the first strains of the, uh, of the only song in the movie. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. There are two, but they play this sort of uh generic island bird whistle song pretty much just on a loop whenever it's not playing you're like hey what happened to that song oh there it is okay it's like there was an ice cream truck driving around your neighborhood also um both the songs in the movie kind of sound like cutting room floor treasure of monkey island music kind of uh and the fact that it's constantly in the background you're like this very much feels mm. like it should be background music for a game. Especially because, and the reason I say Monkey Island in particular is because occasionally when the, uh, the the tone switches from goofy adventure to goofy comedy, they will transition the one song into the only other song, and it sounds like whenever that game would do its like automated music transitions that it was oh. so famous for. It just sounds shitty and bad. <laughs> but but uh, opening scene, Island Shots, we get the title, we get... Um, uh, there's a man. We, we can set this aside. Now, let's put this real quick. An old man who is dying scrawls uh, the the, the uh, a treasure map onto the shell of a sea turtle. Now, so th- this sea turtle is alive and just chill for this yes, for the whole. Care. Time. And it's not like I drew a circle and then an X. Mm-hmm. He has a detailed yeah. map of an island with multiple things carved He's on it. it in drop shadows. He got a fucking <laughs> compass in there mm-hmm. and a. Very nice calligraphy, eight like eighteen sixty seven or something. Yeah, eighteen seventy six. Eighteen seventy six yeah. on there, and I'm like, what? How did this turtle just go? I'm cool with all of this. I, I'm assuming that uh, like a lot of people who have never actually interacted with a turtle in their lives, they assume that that shell is like straight up removable and not. It's like it's, oh, he didn't even notice hair. Yeah, and and not that the the turtle shell is covered in turtle skin, and that turtles feel it when you touch their shells. And if you carve shit into their shells, they notice immediately. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, that all happens. That that happens, and then he dies there on the beach. Uh, then we cut to nice island footage. Two guys on jet skis pull up to a beach, and right as they pay, make their way towards the beach and, and pull in, you just see Hogan come up out of the water all Apocalypse Now style. <laughs> he's out scuba diving. He's just like, two guys go by in jet skis, and then he's like, this is the end, my only friend. <laughs> yeah, he the just end. comes up out of the water. And then, the, here, this is what I meant when I was talking about how it feels like he's got the same sense of, like, 
authority that he has in all of his... But his other movies, he's usually like either super rich or a cop or an alien bounty hunter. Yeah. Something that comes with some kind of authority. Here he's a retired guy, but he's like, well, those two guys were speeding. So he just, he goes up onto the beach. He sees the two of them looking and not even doing anything to a sea turtle. Oh, and, no, they're doing stuff. they just picked it up. No, they flipped it over. Oh, okay. And, and they're not turning it back. And why is that? <laughs> so anyway, the upshot is that he walks up to them as they're doing something to a turtle and just goes, stop it. Like, all he says is, stop it. Now, the, at this point, the two guys whirl around. They're like, what? And he goes, I said, stop it. And, and uh, now, I don't know about you, John. I know I understand it's the world of the Hulk Hogan movies. But if I see, like, a six foot seven guy with 18-inch Python's brother, and he's like, hey, stop messing with some minor thing that's not that important to you, I'd be like, okay. But these guys are like, what are you going to do about it, you giant wrestle man? Oh, my God. <laughs> it is, it's like... All right, we're we're two sea do jackasses. We go jet skiing around. We find a turtle and we're like, let's flip this thing. Yeah. And then a giant dude is like, hey, quit fucking with that turtle. And you're like, fuck you, I will not. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? So he gets into it with them and and uh, he manages to you know obviously immediately take out one of them because he's Hulk Hogan. But the other one like gets around him and get, grabs him and is holding it. This is the thing in this movie, Hulk Hogan loses fights. He doesn't, I mean, it's not even so much that, like, Hogan loses fights, it's Hogan gets into a predicament so that someone can hit people on the head with a hard object. Yes. Because that is always how it goes. No, it's the same thing every time, but it, but it's just wild to me that we're finally seeing the movie where Hulk Hogan gets into, like, a scrape and is, like, not just, ah, I'm fine with this because I'm a wrestle man. I'll, I'll make you admit you pooped yourself. Here he's just, like, he keeps getting caught in headlocks. But yeah, he gets caught in a headlock, and luckily his metal-detecting random friend that just happened to be standing at the same spot on this random beach throws a coconut and knocks that guy out. Yeah. And then when he stands up again, he throws another coconut at him and keeps knocking him out. And I love that we're, it, once they finally come to, uh, Hogan's like, hey, you two were speeding on those jet skis, so you're going to have to walk home. You guys have done enough today. You're going to walk home. Uh, again, unearned sense of random authority. You can't just... How do you know those aren't their jet skis? Oh, they are. That's the thing. They might be. They might be rentals, but he's like, we're going to take those. You know what? You're not allowed to take jet skis away from people and take them to the police station because you thought people were speeding. That's not how that works. No. Honestly. (laughs) You can't perform a wrestler's arrest. Yeah. Even if you were a cop, the idea of, I'm going to make you walk home and steal your two C-Dews. I'm like, my dude, no. (laughs) But this leads to my favorite part, because we that's after they wake up and he sends them on their dumb way. Before that, him and his friend examine the turtle, because they're like, oh, you're going to help me. We're gonna flip the turtle over, put it back in the water. They flip it over, and it's got a treasure map carved on it. And the friend says, like, he has a name, doesn't he? Like Danny or something like that? Yeah, I'm here for... God, he keeps saying I'm, I'm here for someone. I'm here for Billy or Danny or whatever his name is. It's it's a diminutive name, so he counts as the movie's kid. Yeah, it, Billy. There you go. So, But when he flip, they flip it over, it's got a treasure map, and Billy says... What is that? Now, again, let's make this clear. There's a perfectly be- beautiful compass carved into this turtle. There are the numbers 1876 in gorgeous calligraphy. And what does Hulk Hogan say? I think these were cuts made by a human. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Hulk. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's not a naturally appearing 1876. <laughs> I, I mean, that- nature is beautiful and mysterious, Billy. I thought this was a compass and year turtle. They're quite <laughs> common. This it's- is just a really old one, brother. It's so weird because he's even like, ah, oh, the old girl, she must have been swimming around here for a hundred years. And Billy's like, 
Dude, it said 1876 on the side of the turtle. 120 years, I'm, friend. 122. I'm, I'm pretty sure this has been floating around for a while. Maybe, yeah. Maybe so has the script. <laughs> I mean, then again, who am I to know? I don't know if someone was like, yeah, three years ago, someone caught this turtle and carved 1876 into it because they were an asshole. Yeah, I tell you what, if it didn't hurt turtles to do that, that's all I'd do all day long is carve ancient dates into turtles and try and scare people. But it It's like that turtles. old release four pigs with the numbers one, two, four, five. So you can freak people out on where that number three There's is. There's so much to pig somewhere. Some pig is in here. Yeah, it's the same thing. I get turtles and I just carve years into them and maps and people are like, ancient treasure. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I just. I just put like a weird squiggle in the next. 1523, why that's when the famous diamond disappeared. Ah, the famous diamond. Mm -hmm. The famous diamond of India. It was no, it was its name. <laughs> it was known as. <laughs> it might as well be. In this movie, the, the, the secret treasure is the, is the famous Bombay diamond. It is. <laughs> it's so weird to me. Now, I also have to say, hmm. it's important that I note that Billy is... The very picture of a uh, late nineties, oh, yeah. like boy band guy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He's got he's got that like split down the middle part with the kind of like frame in his face, shaggy yeah, brown the, hair. He's the generic white guy that was on every single genre show ever made, but you don't remember who they were because they're always the least interesting part of it. Yeah, but you needed to have one. It was always you know. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the love interest on my so-called life, but yeah. that was Jared Leto yeah. and what the fuck. Or Leo on Charmed, where you're like, you got to have a guy on Charmed. There's got to be some, some guy. Some dude, but he's like the most boring dude in the world. He's just also there. Yeah, he's like, hi, I'm yeah. a love interest. I'm a white guy, so you're allowed to make this show. Carry on. <laughs> I'm here to make sure this happens. <laughs> but yeah, they, like, find... An obvious treasure map. Neither one of them seem to give a shit, even though there is a very clear and well-known, like, ah, uh, yes, this island, Mackenzie's Island, is known for people going like, oh, there's supposed to be a treasure here. Yeah. And it's especially funny because Hogan's like, oh, I'm not doing with that, brother. I'm retired. And I'm like, you retired from treasure hunting? What the fuck are you talking about? You're oh, no. Hogan in this movie... For the first beginning of it is like, I've retired from giving a shit about things. Yeah. But Except he takes turtle uh, uh, comfort. No, his whole thing and why he's like, hey, nature guy, says Billy, is he's essentially out here as a self-appointed environmental protector. Yes. He's like, oh, I'm out here to make sure no one fucks with the wildlife for some reason, but I have no actual authority to do that. I just walk around and beat people up if they're mean. I think the other fun thing about this is that they didn't really want to be especially specific with what kind of special agent or whatever he was. Because uh, Robert Vaughn is still an active member of the same agency, which is funny because he's older than Hulk Hogan. So, oh, yeah. And they say like, oh, you retired from the force. And I was like, oh, you were a the force. Exactly. And then he's like, that. and I'm a special agent. I'm like, that's not a OK. What? Yeah, I have it. It's in my in quotes here. It just says the force. Because I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Was he a cop? What are you talking about? He can't have been a cop. They're like super spies or something. Yeah, it's great that he's like. I'm retired from the force. And anyway, I'm special agent. And you're like, no, <laughs> no. And the way the police unions are going, it's not that far off before they have special agents and shit. Fucking he. <laughs> so we we get him going like, all right, uh, Billy, you're going to take both of these back to the police station. These yeah. jet skis. And he's you like, know, but I got shit to do tonight. And he's like, I said, you're taking them back, brother. You're doing it or else I'm going to punch you. And I'm like, 
You're the worst person. The fuck? You have no authority to do that. It's your fault those fucking things are there. Go tell some Coast Guard people that they're parked on the island at least. Yeah, like, just go, okay, put them on the fucking sand and then just tell someone to come get them there. Yeah, but he's like, I'm taking over your night, friendo. You're you're now my lackey. <laughs> you're my butler. And he goes to get to his truck and he's like, yeah, man, you got to do it. And I don't care about anything that happens to you. And then he, from like a ways away, clicks the little button to unlock his car and the car explodes because famously that's how you set up a car bomb mm-hmm. is it's, to it's go off the... when the door unlocks. Yeah. It's on the, uh, on the door beeper to blow up the car. <laughs> uh, it's also great because you can tell right away that they have like some shitty eighties, like uh, old, old uh, Chevy or something. You can tell they're like, Oh, wheel this car to position. It doesn't even have an, even have an engine block. Cause we're blowing it up. Oh. <laughs> nothing, there's nothing like that. That establishing shot of a shitty junker car to be like, Oh cool. They're going to blow up a car. Oh sweet. That car is going to get fucked at some <laughs> it point. It might get pushed over a cliff, but it's more likely to get blown up because they're in the flattest state in the union. <laughs> yes, this movie is set in Florida. Uh, I know you think it's Kansas. It's Florida. <laughs> I know you think this movie is set in Kansas. <laughs> the famous island treasure in Kansas. <laughs> you could easily hide an island treasure in Kansas. Just find an island, put a treasure on it. There's no one in Kansas. It'll be fine. There's also no islands in Kansas. <laughs> There's one. McKinsey's Island. McKinsey's Island. <laughs> McKansas Island. <laughs> McKansas? No, McKansas <laughs> Island is in Missouri. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, anyway, uh, yeah, you got to take that, the, the, both jet skis home. To the police, I mean. You have to go to the police and you tell them that a different guy with no authority at all stole them at fist point from two guys, made them walk home forcibly, and then they're, I guess the, they need to impound these jet skis. Because yeah. a stranger said they were speeding. Yeah, it's like, oh, what are the charges here? Uh, I think they were speeding, though I have no equipment to measure anything like that, or even any sort of signage to be like, there is a speed limit on water. I got him on suspicion, <laughs> uh, suspicion of speeding. And also fucking with a turtle a little bit. Yeah. They they flipped a turtle and they went faster than I think they should have. I'm an old man. Now, I, I would have come in to report that personally, but I sent my boy. Your, your son? Did you, no. I, I, nah, I, he's my anyone, boy. Anyone younger than me is my boy. <laughs> and then his truck blows up and he's like, well, guess I'm keeping one of these. <laughs> he just takes the jet ski. He's like, all right, you take one of them back and I'm going to keep this other one for a little while. Well, it's even better because the beginning Billy was like, hey, I actually need to get home somehow too. Do you mind if I take one of the jet skis home for tonight and take it to the police tomorrow? That wouldn't be honorable. Well, I guess I need one, but you take that other one to the police station and then you take the slowest bus home they have. Yeah. Make sure to take this to the police station. You know, the, the police station that's on the coast that you can drive up to in a jet ski. <laughs> anyway, we go back to his house, and this is when we meet his dubbed-over son, Conure, uh, Deep Six. Uh, his, his fucking talking bird mm-hmm. who's just like, Hey, bud, I want food. I like food. I want breakfast. Fucking feed me, my dude. Put food in me. And it, it just fucking nonstop. The best thing, and I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite thing about this movie right now, I, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Is when there's a point in the movie where they're like, we're going to go to McKinsey's Island and have an adventure, but first let me go put my bird in a kennel. And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> <laughs> Home I, that bird. That is honestly, it was one of those scenes where I was like, oh, you got my note. Because right after that, when he finds the talking bird, is when fucking Robert Vaughn shows up and is like, hey, my dude, uh, Alonzo is back. The person that I've been, we have, 
were chasing forever and never caught. And, and they're here and I'm going to catch them and I want you to help me. And they're going after McKinsey's treasure. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's dumb and bullshit. And I don't want to do anything or have any part of this. Yeah. No, I ain't doing it. Uh, I'm retired from the vague, whatever thing we were. The whole thing though about Walter, which is what uh, Robert Vaughn's character uh, is that he is uh, Walter Dinkins. Oh, uh, Dinkins is, is that he is very persuasive and awesome. Like, if this movie was just Robert Vaughn, elderly secret agent, it would be a much better film. Walter Dinkins in this movie is just, like, the the world's best detective slash officer who is like, I already know how to do everything and I don't care. Yeah, and also he can just steamroll anyone into doing whatever he tells them eventually. Where he's just like, he's like, you're going to do this. And Hulk Hogan's like, I'm not. I'm retired. He's like, all right, we'll see. (laughs) All right, no, you're not. I'll see you tomorrow and I'm going to keep talking. And and, and he just gets his way every time. Uh, But yeah, he he doesn't quite convince Hogan this time, but he does. No, because we have to have a couple scenes of him showing up again and be like, Hey, I'm back again. Yeah. Uh, I'm here on the beach, and I need to tell you that we're doing this. Here's pictures. Yeah, but what he does tell him here is that the person who blew up his car, it's great, because he's like, he's like, oh, I, I know who blew up your car. What? What are you going to tell me that? Well, it was it was Alonzo, whatever the last name is. Yeah, Morning. Alonzo Bowden. Alonzo Morning, the famous bad basketball player. Bowden. Uh, Bowden. Alonzo Bowden. It's really Bowden? God. Alonzo Morning <laughs> and everyone else. Uh, but yeah, they... He's like, yeah, it was Alonzo, the person that we've been trying to trying to hunt down. Richter, that's it. Alonzo, Alonzo Richter. Richter. Uh, and uh, I, I love his very matter-of-fact nature about everything throughout this. He is far and away the shining gem of this movie. Yeah, God um, bless him. But anyway, yeah, now we get Hogan going into town to get bird seed for Deep Six, his bird, where he goes, I, I think it might just be the same store from Deuce Bigelow, where it's a pet store where there's a lady who doesn't give a shit about you. And, uh, it is amazing that it's like, <laughs> what is this? Here's a pet store on an island. There is one bored white lady working there. Yeah. She hates everyone. Yeah. The, the store has a store cat that he's like, hey, look at you, Jackson, you're a great cat. Anyway, I want some birdseed. Where's that? And she's like, fuck you. Fuck you. It's in the back room. He goes back there. Oh, shit. Robert Vaughn's Walter There's is only there. one bag. And Walter just bought it. He bought it for that bird. He didn't buy. He, it's funny because he didn't even buy it. He just goes like, ah, bird seed. I came in here for this. And then he's like, anyway, you need to help me because of Alonzo. And it, it's not even that. Hogan gets back there, finds the bag. Fucking uh, Dankins like creepily walks behind him. Mm-hmm. And then he hits him with the bag of bird seed and is like, hey, what the hell? You got bird seed all over me. <laughs> anyway, takes the bag. This is mine now, and I'm taking it. And just leaves. And then the lady at the front, is when he comes back up, he's like, hey, do you have uh, any more bags of bird seed? It's weird you only have one bag of bird seed. And she's like, no. Also, you have to pay for the bag of bird seed that other guy just stole. I really wanted to be like, wow, F- is this unearned sense of authority <laughs> island? Yes. What the fuck? It's also all <laughs> white people island. Yeah, yeah, it's also that. Until you get to, uh, you know, the actual bad guys on Mc- McKinsey's where it's like mostly black people, the island. Yeah, well, it's, what is this? Oh, the people who live on McKinsey's island, all white. Mm-hmm. And the bad guys, all black. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the point where she's like, you have to pay for that guy stealing the birdseed. I wanted to be like, um, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave. I'm just going to call the cops if you want, but I'm going to tell them that you tried to get me to pay for 
someone else's shoplifting. Someone else's shoplifting. And then they'll arrest me for taking or for stealing jet skis. (laughs) Yeah. So you know what? You're right. I will pay for this. Yeah. Hold on. Wait a minute. (laughs) I just realized I'm a terrible criminal. Oh, shoot. I just beat two guys up and stole their jet skis and I still have one of them. Uh, Never mind. Never mind. Here's some birdseed money. Here's shush. shush, shush, shush. Here's four dollars. I assume that will cover it. Here's my good friend, George Washington, (laughs) and his good friends, three more George Washingtons. (laughs) And he goes out and is walking along the street and quite literally bumps into the love interest sort of sort of she's for the, this movie she's the uh, uh the the whitest lady of the movie is it's, it's a it's, german lady that yeah. he like oh uh, bumps into and is like oh i'm so sorry you're so very i guess pretty <laughs> and she's like oh you're you're standing on my foot that hurts oh i'm sorry i mean she's pretty enough i thought for a second that she was tony collette I was like, oh shit, Tony Collette's it. No, wait, uh, no. that would never happen. It's bad enough that Robert Vaughn is here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there was a second where I was like, oh, Tony Collette, nice. Oh, I, oh no, 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 it's, no. It's, it's, it's not. It's it's the standard lady that you put as love interest in Hulk Hogan movies. <laughs> and Hair that looks like it was done by just the sun. And at this point, Hogan actually just sort of loses his ability to function as a human. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, my God, I'm standing on your foot. I'm sorry. Let me take a look at it. And just grabs and lifts her foot off of the ground, uh-huh. slamming her, the rest of her body down. Yes. <laughs> She's and like, then he just kind of like holds her foot and stares at her like, the fuck happened? Your foot bone's connected to your leg bone. Did a gravity? I did not expect this. And she's like, um, could you please let go? Well, you gotta let me make it up to you. And she's like, no, just please let go of my foot. And then I guess that like grumps him up a little because he like brusquely throws her foot out of his hands. Well, no, it's it's just like, I need you to let go of my foot. And he's like, okay. And just lets it go and has it drop to the ground. He's like, oh, I'm such a dumb idiot. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then he leads into, I, I, I think I might be the only person in the world who has this pet peeve because I've never heard anyone else complain about it, but I talk about it fucking constantly. And it's where the, he goes, by way of apology, let me go on a date with you. Well, I mean, that's after he almost gets run down. No, Because he has to hurt her again. Yeah, I know. He has to hurt her again uh, because a car tries, again, another alarm. A motorcycle drives yeah. by at him. Yeah. And she pushes him out of the way, but he ends up on top of her. Yes. And she's like, for the love of God, you weigh like... 300 pounds, please get the fuck off of me. Huh? Uh, you're, you're saying you're suffering injury? Words? Words, Words come out mouth? <laughs> me no have brain? <laughs> but yeah, then, then he gets up and he's like, hey, by way of apology, let me show you around town and take you out to dinner. And I'm like, okay, th- I know this is just me, but the biggest pet peeve I can have is when someone apologizes by offering you a date with them. <laughs> it is the worst. It's not an apology. It is a date request. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And it should not be, it should never be taken as a good thing. And it always is. Ah. Every time it happens in these where it's like, dearest Martha, I believe because I am a royalty, I may have accidentally offended your sensibilities when I went to dinner without you. Please, by way of apology, let me cook you a fantastic dinner and then sex upon you. And it's like, no, that's not sex with you. I will sex upon you. But that's for you, royal asshole. What the fuck? And every movie's like, ooh, so romantic. And I'm like, no, it isn't. It is the opposite of romantic. <laughs> Sorry, I fucked up. Just go on a date with me. <laughs> but yeah, at least in this case, she's like, no. <laughs> 
but then eventually he re- wears her down and she's like, all right, fine, sure. And he's yeah. like, great, I'll see you later, bye. <laughs> she's like, well, that's what? the best. She never quite says yes. She's just like, Ugh, I don't even want to argue about this. And he's like, perfect, I'll pick you up later, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, and also uh, Billy shows up in the middle of this scene. Oh, of course. Because he's just to, he has to be there like, Hulk Hogan, that car almost ran you, or bike almost ran you down. No, it didn't. It was an accident. They were just speeding. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do you not? Why do you think that's better? Yeah, and now and this is where it gets amazing because he's like, no, it totally almost hit you. And Hogan's like, hey, if you want to keep that jet ski, I know you didn't take to the cops yet. Just go along with me because I'm trying to score with this German lady. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm right. handing out other people's jet skis. <laughs> Free jet skis going fast. <laughs> Honor. I also love that we will never see those jet ski people again for no. the rest of this movie, even though he will hold on to those jet skis for the entire movie. I think they're just still walking home. <laughs> still walking. They're like, we don't live on this island. We're on an island. How are we supposed to walk home? I don't understand what you're telling us to do. We don't live here. We jet skied from a different island. <laughs> walk home. How? What? <laughs> Jesus could do it. <laughs> And so could I. <laughs> you probably could. But probably more in like that Terminator sense where he just walks along the bottom of the the ocean, you know? Mm. Uh, anyway. Uh, the <laughs> the beach scene where, where what's his face? Whatever. Vaughn, yeah. We get a lot of Vaughn attempting to convince him like, oh yeah, you should definitely join me in this. Until finally Hogan goes back to his house and is like... Oh, all right. Someone fucked my house up. They ransacked this place, but they didn't get the pictures of a treasure map that I hid under the floorboards that I don't think leads to an actual treasure. Yeah, he just took the pictures and memorized them and... and and, He he uh, took pictures and hid them like they were valuable, but every time anyone's like... Yeah, that probably leads to a treasure. He's like, that's bullshit. There's no treasure. (laughs) Like, then why are you treating it like there is? Interest in turtle-based art. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, at that point, he's like, oh, someone's after me. And fucking <laughs> Dankins just keeps being like, come on, man. I know yeah. you're going to do it. We know exactly who's after you. It's Alonzo. I've told you on a number Alonzo's going to keep coming after you in- unless you either go after him or go to the treasure and Alonzo will come to you at the treasure. Yes. And then I can arrest him the way I've always wanted to and the way you used to always want to, too, until you retired. I'm assuming early, given that I didn't and I'm older. Um, but then the house blows up, but they get ju- they jump out just in time in a shot where, boy, oh, boy, does Deep Six ever look fake for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just runs out and grabs what appears to be a wooden block painted blue uh-huh. to be the bird. <laughs> yeah. And just tucks it under him and dives like he had a football. And I'm like, well, that's the end of that bird. That bird can't take 240 pounds of guy. Bird's still there. (laughs) Just fine. Luckily, the bird's about done. It's like, breakfast. I want sausage. Put bacon in me. Pancakes, pancakes. And he's like, you know what? Even even for me, this is a lot of shit. (laughs) This is is too much. I got too many things. You're going to that pet store. (laughs) And that's. That was the point where I was like, oh, this is great, because he boards the bird, Mm because he's going to go get the treasure, and Alonzo kidnaps Billy, and I'm like, oh, you took two of his three shtick sidekicks away. Uh Thank you, movie. You realized you gave him too much, and we're like, oh, hold on. (laughs) And only left him with the good sidekick. Left him with that. And then when they're going to go get the treasure, fucking Dankins shows up, and he's like, all right, I got us a boat, and we're going to go find that treasure. Also, here's that German woman you met the other day. And he's like, 
Why? What? Why? I don't know. I just figured a woman should come along. Who needed female companionship. And it... It I'm, makes sense in, in the long it term. It makes sense in that you're like, oh, you know, she's actually working for Alonzo, and the reason she's there is because, you know, Dankins wants to have her around so he can use her as, like, bait Fal- to... False, false info. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's the fact that <laughs> The fact that we don't know that, Hogan doesn't know that, and he doesn't say anything, is he just shows up and is like, hey, I found this lady. She should go on an adventure with us. You know where people with guns are trying to murder us, it seems great. And Hogan's like, well, fuck it, might as well. He tries to argue for a while, but the whole thing, Vaughn's argument style is once he says his piece, he just stands there smiling at you until you're like, God damn it, fine. Because <laughs> Hogan's like, we shouldn't bring a woman with us. What do you, we don't need a random lady who's a, tour, a German tourist from the, what is she going to do? And Vaughn's just standing there like, well, what do you, you know, want? Yeah. Mm. I think it'll be fine. Mm. <laughs> fine, fuck it. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny to me that he doesn't bring Hogan in. I mean, like this guy used to be Hogan's partner. Yes, bring him in on the. I, I have to assume that's why Hogan took early retirement because of this fucking cryptic gnome he had to travel with. <laughs> I, I'd get just sick of that shit eventually as well. Oh yeah, fucking Dankins throughout this movie is just like, oh, I know literally everything. Mm-hmm. I know where everything is. What's going on? Who's who? I know the shortcuts around an island I've never been on. Yeah. I am, you know, the world's best at everything, but I refuse to tell Hogan any of it. Oh, it's it's great how much of an asshole this guy is. Like, yeah, he he's just... Un- and the other thing about him that so, must be completely infuriating is that he is so calm all the time. Oh, yeah. All, every, no matter what happens, he's like, eh, want to get some lunch? That's He's like just like, oh, looks like your friend Billy got kidnapped, and uh, we're going to have to go find a lost treasure that's been gone for 100 years. Do you want an apple? And you're like, wow, my dude. <laughs> he is 100% chill. He is unflappable. Yeah. Like, well, let's set up some explosives. Let's go get them right now. No, nah, we'll wait till the morning. I'm going to take a nap. He keeps making them wait till morning. This movie takes place over like a fucking week. Look, I'm 70 years old, and I'm not going to do this without a full night's rest, so why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> But yeah, they head out to McKinsey's Island, sure enough, and this is the first time we start seeing footage of our bad guy. Uh, it's Grace Jones, and she is in one of those big old rattan chairs with a like big leafy top in a, in a million veils in a in a tent city full of bad guys that is just shtick town. Everything's just goofy as fuck where she is. It is amazing to me that they got Grace Jones for this I don't to know be why. this cartoonish. Yes, because they were like. Okay, the rest of this is sort of the standard, like, oh, I'm a flummoxed large man level of comedy that you get from Hulk Hogan movies, where it's like, oh, things didn't go the way of Hulk Hogan, how funny. But the villain camp for Alonzo is just literally random nonsense nonstop happening all the time. It's just goof-em-up jokes and a fat mountain lion. That's all that they have there. (laughs) I don't understand what the point of it was. It's just so stupid. It's like they were trying to build her up as like literally a Saturday morning cartoon villain where she's bumbling but mean, you know, where like she's like, I hate that hedgehog. Like she would make perfect sense as a Gargamel or an Ivor Robotnik. Oh, this this movie would make so much more sense to me if it was a literal cartoon. Yes. If it was 
you know, a half hour instead of an hour and a half, and it was just one episode of the Hulk Hogan adventures, I would be like, perfect sense. This makes absolutely the most sense ever. Yeah. Alonzo's a bad guy who just bumbles around and has goofy henchmen, and then they stumble through the forest, and then they find some shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very silly. But we finally see her at this point because she starts to like order people to go get like Vaughn and, and, or sorry, uh, Dankins and, and McCray uh, and to stop them be- or to follow them because maybe you know they're where the treasure is or whatever. But also because we have to see that she has a couple of bumbling henchmen and that she has Billy in like a cage that's just sitting in sand. Yeah. It's, it's very silly looking. Oh, and also she has a fat mountain, like a fat elderly wheezing mountain lion. <laughs> Which I think is supposed to be super threatening and scary, but it looks unhealthy. Oh yeah, it's, it's like, supposed oh. to be like, ooh, I'm, I've got a mountain lion and it's my tamed pet, aren't I evil? And instead it's like, man, someone needs to give that poor mountain lion its asthma medication. Yeah. That thing needs to go back to what's her name from Tiger King. Uh, Jill something or other. Just give her back that cat. I know you borrowed it from one of those people. Uh, one of those terrifying people from that awful documentary. I'm so glad I never watched that. <laughs> I missed that part of quarantine. <laughs> the, the, the main guy himself is actually not that interesting. It's the, it's the weird rando other people who also own lots and lots of animals uh-huh. uh, that were kind of fun to learn about. Yeah. Especially because a lot of them were like arrested like three days after the documentary. <laughs> They're like, oh, <laughs> man, you admitted to a lot of shit. Can't do that. <laughs> Whoa, boy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, this, yeah, so she has a gross old mountain lion and she like yells at her bumbling henchmen and forces them to do calisthenics. And you know, it's that I'm just like, why is Grace Jones even here? Like she should just be happily retired somewhere living off bond girl and Conan money. Nope. (laughs) Doing this. The making another concept album, something other than this. The, the trip that they then make uh over like through it look they're going through a river which is interesting because they're like oh this is you know mckenzie's island but it's got some river that's running through it so mm-hmm. let's go through this river until we get to a point where we stop and go through the jungle yes and when they get there of course Dankins is just like well, you'll have to get all the stuff. My back hurts. I'm old. Goodbye. And, it's a running gag. And uh, Hogan's like, oh, so I got to do everything? Yes, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> do 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 Just stands there looking at him, just God. smiling. Mm, you're going to do it. <laughs> you're not going to make me do it. I know you're not. You're Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and I'm Robert Vaughn. I'm 72. You can't I, make me. I can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> and that is continually throughout this rather like, Oh, we got to climb up this tree. Well, not it. No, <laughs> Looks you, like you got it, big boy. You go ahead. I'm going to fall asleep before the end of this end. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I, I just could not be asked. <laughs> Do not care. Like I keep saying, if this movie didn't have Hulk Hogan and it, it was just the Robert Vaughn movie, it'd be great. <laughs> Honestly, it'd be better. You'd still be fine if Hulk Hogan was in it and he was just the bumbling sidekick and it was a Robert Vaughn starring movie. Now, We've been going for a while. And oh, we got to get to the point? Okay. I mean, we don't have to immediately, but man, this is the point where the movie begins to break down for me. Well, yeah, because it just turns into chases in the jungle. Exactly. Yeah. Because it just turns into, like, 
45 minutes of the fucking Scooby-Doo going through doors scene. Yeah, basically it's like an I'm not touching you routine gets started. First of all, they have each other's fucking phone numbers because they keep calling each other to yell at each other about things. They're like, yeah, I blew up your stuff. Yeah, I got your dude. Hey. (laughs) And you're like, okay. Uh Uh-huh. Also, it's just every once in a while, Hulk Hogan and Robert Vaughn will go up near their camp and cite things and be like, we should go in there. We'll wait until morning. We should go in now. We'll wait until morning. Fine. We'll wait until morning. And then, like, <laughs> I they, always give away. And then they get spotted and chased and they hide somewhere. And then they just go the fuck back like moths to a light. This whole this whole part has like no structure. Well, one of my very favorite things is the entire time. Fucking Dinkins ke- keeps going. Hey, you know, we got to find that treasure. We're right here. You've got a map. We should just go get it. And he's like, I'm not here for treasure. I'm only here for Billy. I'm just going to save Billy. That's the only thing I care about. At one point, they managed to actually get in there, grab Billy, and get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. They get back to the boat, <laughs> and he, he, just, he just puts Billy on the back, still handcuffed, and takes off, and Billy drops off the back. Never looks to make sure he's okay. Doesn't secure him. His entire reason for being here is to get, I just care about Billy. I just want Billy. Anyway, when I get there, I'm going to treat him like a soda, put it on the roof of the car and drive off. (laughs) I especially like the point where he uses like a big heavy ax or something to get a a lock open so we can get Billy out of a cage. And then Billy's like, quick, use that on my handcuffs. I don't know how to get handcuffs off people. And I'm like, Yes, you do. You just hacked through a big metal bar. It's the same shit. But he's like, nope, comedy beat. You got to keep those on a little longer. And it's like, oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, it took took you so long. Uh, Oh, he's kind of botanist or whatever for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like, there is no reason for him to make that joke outside of for him to then go, sorry, I can't undo handcuffs. I'm just a botanist. I'm like, but the original joke setup had nothing. This was literally said for the setup to a different punchline. There's no reason to yeah. God damn it. Movie. And also it causes problems that he's still handcuffed later. Like just fucking do it. You're, I thought you were supposed to be like a serious guy. This is the, the whole point of this that you've been saying for the past 20 minutes is you only care about getting this guy. Yeah. This is your friend. He's been kidnapped. You don't care about treasure. But we can leave you don't care about Alonzo, but also <laughs> fuck this guy. <laughs> But yeah, they just get chased around on the island. In that scene, that's the biggest boat chase of two. Um, in that scene, they get chased by every boat the bad guys have, which leads to a great scene where, I don't remember the the, the actor's name, but they're the dude who plays like the number one henchman. Oh yeah, uh, Samson is the character. Yeah, Samson's the character. I feel like he's an actor I've seen in other things. Uh, Isaac Singleton Jr. I, yeah, I have seen him in other things. Yeah. He's great, but he gets on a jet ski that is already underwater, like it's broken. Yeah. And he's like, I'm, I'm just going to be dead serious as I try to chase you on this submerged jet ski. And he gets like 10 feet out into the lake and then just blumbles underwater. And you're like... What was your outcome? It was not sinking. It was already sunk. You were chasing them on the Edmund Fitzgerald. (laughs) It, it also, this chase scene, having now seen several. Yeah. I very, very rarely. And I, I don't know that I want to say never, but maybe never. Has there been a river chase scene that I've given a shit about because it is, a group of people going in one direction and there is no way to not go in that one direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just, oh, we're on a bike path and we're both going to stay on the path. The whole thing shot from such a straight up overhead perspective as well, because that was just the only help. They could get a helicopter up above these Everglades and nothing else. Uh, it, 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 it just made me want to play the old Nintendo game Cobra. 
the whole time it was on screen, I was like, ooh, I want to play some speedboat Nintendo games. Huh? Fuck yeah. That would be way more fun than just watching several boats go down a river slowly yeah. and hearing every two seconds Grace Jones yell, Get them! Get them faster! Go get them! Get them! We need to be faster! Faster, get them! I love that half the time she doesn't even say a word. She'll just be like, Rah! (laughs) Rah! Get them! There's also a point where she's like, she's sitting in a speedboat with another guy driving, and she goes, Chase, catch them, or I'll kill you! Yeah. (laughs) Great. Sure. so good and obviously this is a Hulk Hogan movie so there needs to be a wrestler cameo for another wrestler and even though we see everyone in her camp like six times oh yeah he's not in any of those shots no this has to be after they go to the camp rescue Billy who then they lose Billy so they have to go to the camp again to rescue Billy again and they just are back and forth doing this yeah it's funny because you watch Billy fall right the fuck off the boat. The moment they start the boat, he just tilts and falls back off the back of it over backwards. Yeah. It's just nothing. But there's a point later where Hulk's like, we need to lose weight. Cause he's, you know, if trying to run away in a boat, turns around, starts grabbing boxes and throwing them off. Does not realize like it's the perfect setup for any number of jokes where he turns around at that point and goes, where's Billy? Or he doesn't turn around. He just says, we need to lose weight. And then when he finally does turn around, Billy's not there. And Vaughn's like, yeah, we lost about 180 pounds of Billy. Wait, <laughs> we'll get him again after we get that treasure, Hogan, uh, <laughs> Balea. <laughs> instead, it's he just goes, "Where's Billy? I don't know. Kids like to play hide and go seek. Maybe he's hiding." That's it's what like, children you, do. You were watching him fall out of the boat, Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, you saw what just happened, and again, incapable of sharing information. No, just not give a shit about. About uh, maintaining any open lines of communication. But this time, after this boat chase ends, which it just does, it just sort of ends. Well, yeah, because at one point he's like, well, we got to turn around and go get him. And stopping the boat to turn around and go back for Billy causes everyone else's boat to suddenly malfunction, I guess? There's even a scene where, literally, there's a scene where... uh, McCray and I'm trying to use their real names. McCray and Dankins are standing around having a conversation on the shoreline about how Alonzo is super ruthless and and uh, they need to go quickly and work hard to get past her. And she is floundering off the uh, in the water about 20 feet away from them, yelling for help. <laughs> so they're just like, yeah, Alonzo is a real danger to everybody. Uh, sure, sure, hunt us down and kill us. Help me, I'm help drowning. Me. I do not know how to swim. <laughs> She's like right there. It is. One of my favorite bits in this of the, we are in a boat and just having this Alonzo is super deadly. Wherever we go, she will track us down. Help! Help me! I'm five feet away from you! At least kill me! (laughs) This is the perfect time to finally arrest me like you've always wanted. Nah. 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 We're good. Let's do the treasure first. And so they do. They go and find the treasure. Yeah. They go find the treasure, First, which is Hulk Hogan finds a shrunken head in a tree. Yeah, it's it's a bunch of nonsense where it's like, oh, this was on the map. I'm going to climb the tree that was on this map that was <laughs> put on a turtle. There's a shrunk, shrunken head up here. And of course, we know that Dankins already knows everything because as soon as he gets up there, he Hogan's like, oh, and he's like, oh, I bet he found a shrunken head. I found a shrunken head. What? <laughs> <laughs> sure did. By the way, if you're wondering what that German lady has been doing with them up until this point, the answer is everything we've already said. Yeah. Nothing. She's just present. Also there. She just marks. She, she just votes present whenever they have a debates or anything. <laughs> That's the end of that. Um, but at this point, they find the shrunken head. 
And uh, he's like, I'm keeping this as a souvenir. And, 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 uh, and he's like, okay, there's got to be some other thing that we can find. And they go, go looking around. And then Sabrina, the German tourist woman, is like, there's something over here. Yeah, and that causes Dankins to fall in a hole. And if you think, well, Dankins can't fall in a hole, he's like an he's the Tom Bombadil of this movie. Nothing bad could ever happen to him. You're right. He just pops his head back up and goes, I fell in a hole. I, f- I found McKinsey's cave. And you're like, what? This is the first we're hearing about the cave. We knew it was McKinsey's Island and McKinsey's treasure. I did not know there was a McKinsey's tra- cave. But fucking Dankins did. Dankins was like, yep, I found it. McKinsey's found it. cave. Now, also, I did not hurt myself and there is no problems here. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go use McKinsey's bathroom and then take McKinsey's shower. <laughs> they go down there. Sabrina heads down first and then disappears. And they're like, what the fuck happened to her? Where Hulk and, Hogan like flips out. Where the fuck? You, you're down here. Where'd she go? And Vaughn's like, I don't care. I don't know. And I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of going like, oh, well, it's a cave and there's only one direction to go that isn't back up the way we were. Yeah. I guess I'll walk down that way. Instead, he's just like, well, I guess I'll look at, I don't know, these papers and stuff over here Mm -hmm. maybe sabrina's hiding under a sheaf of paper (laughs) instead of just grabbing vaughn by the shoulders and be like talk to me you fucking old man tell me any true thing connect with me hey look what i found it's a bunch of tea Uh, just kidding it's a bunch of jewels yeah he finds the box containing ostensibly mckenzie's treasure and he's like all right well good thing we found that i'm gonna leave that right here and we're gonna go to sleep Bedtime. And McKin's, or, uh, Dankins has the power to fall asleep instantly. So he's just like, hey, you should get you set an alarm for 6.30 and let's get some but, shut-eye. But I'm going to need to go save Billy. Not right now, you don't. Good night. We're doing that in the morning. <laughs> Goes to sleep and Hogan is just like, well, I, fuck, sure, fine. Goes to sleep on the floor. And then, of course, Sabrina comes back and steals the treasure out. And then they wake up the next morning and Hogan's like, the treasure's gone. And... <laughs> Because it's like, yeah, of course it is. Sabrina took it. Yeah, She's working for Alonzo, and I needed her to take those because they're fake. They're fake jewels, and I wanted her to have them. (laughs) I hope she tries and gives them to Alonzo. That'll be funny for me. It'd be be hilarious. It'd be even funnier if she tried to abandon her and Alonzo killed her. (laughs) It'd be great. Anyway, I didn't want to tell any of you that. Uh, Also, there's probably a diamond in your fucking shrunken head. I already found that. I knew it was a shrunken head, a fake shrunken head, immediately. Uh, Well, it may not be. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just got this giant cartoon diamond, the lost diamond of Bombay. Yep. And he's like, there it is. This is what fucking McKinsey stole from the crown jewels, this diamond, and then fucked off to an island and felt guilty about it. So he carved the map on the turtle before he died. Yeah. And (laughs) that's the map was to fake jewels, but also the real diamond. And it's like, but why did he put fake jewels there? I don't know. Fucking whatever. He so, found costume jewelry in 1876. Throw people off the scent. Duh. What, what, yeah, for what me. Scent? I knew he was going to leave it for me. I'm a time traveler. That's why I know what everything is. Everyone's a time traveler. <laughs> Except you, Hulk. And at this point, they go again back to go get Billy. And the plan is like, well, it's again getting late. So we're going to set up explosives. Mm-hmm. And then take another night to deal with it. So they leave Billy for like a couple days in this camp just mm-hmm. fucking around. It's one of my favorite parts here is um, Sabrina calls Alonzo to be to basically tell her she found the jewels, but then cha- thinks better of it and tries to escape. 
and gets captured and and uh, and has hidden the jewels in the in the jungle somewhere. So she gets captured and thrown into a jail cell next to Billy, where Billy's like, "Oh, need another captive," and she's like, "What are you looking at? Stop looking at me!" And and, and uh, you know, the moment Samson starts guarding them, she knocks him unconscious and escapes. Uh, this leads to Billy being taken out of his cell and stuck in a room with Alonzo, where he just keeps telling her he's hungry. And eventually she's like, put him back in his cell and feed him. I don't want him to die, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but also, this is the part where the calisthenics happen, where she's like, everybody in the camp, gather around. We're all going to do exercises. Yeah. Early in the morning, everyone gets out into the fucking dirt in front of her tent and is like, all right, everybody, we're doing squats. Everybody put your butt on the ground. And we they, like, play music and they da- they jazzercise. They're doing it's, like bear walking music from a nature documentary. What, it's nice just because it's a break from that song that plays every other second of the film. Yep. Um, so so that's positive. But yeah, there's a, she, she has them all doing like the most comical, out of place, nothing happening, jazzercising you've ever seen. When when Samson, who has yet to have been knocked unconscious at this point, comes walking up and she's like, why weren't you exercising? And she starts hitting him with a riding crop and he's like, you sent me on a mission. I have not been in the camp. I just got back. <laughs> well, did you succeed in your mission? She's like still hitting him. Of course I did. Good. I'm going to keep hitting you. And it's just that. That's It's just jokes. Yeah. Now, I also like the joke where a kid or a dude has to feed her mountain lion, and it's like a five-minute fucking sequence of him being like, good kitty, good kitty, please don't die on me. You are very clearly... <laughs> you're the only mountain lion in the world with emphysema, but I can't take any chances. <laughs> it there's In the morning when they finally decide to assault, and he blows up all these explosions, one of my very favorite things here is they have a ton of explosions going off. Like they are just setting off constant explosions on all of the stuff. And Grace Jones, (laughs) Grace Jones wakes up and is just like, huh? And doesn't leave her tent. She just stays in there. Um, And then calls out, Hey, what's going on? And I'm just (laughs) like, you can't do this. This is, this is not a four non blonde situation. You gotta go see, man. You can't just figure out what's going on. Yeah, this is more of an Iron Maiden run to the hills situation than a than a what's up. Ugh. But yeah, it, and all of her henchmen are just bumbling. Or, they're running around, guns out, just pointed at nothing out in front of them. Is they just gonna go ah? And just run around, and, and they one of them. I swear to God, he does the the jump hood slide on the, one of the cars that's parked in the camp. Which again, why are there fucking cars in this camp? They're on a, they're on a tiny island with no roads which is at least one of the decent jokes they make where at one point fucking dangus is just like amazing how they can get these <laughs> trucks here on this island yeah huh and this is as it but he all he he does that like jump and slide his butt along the hood thing and then lands dusts himself off gets back up and slides over the hood the other way <laughs> this this movie is so fucking weird there's it's just like things are happening and i have no rhyme or reason for why people are doing them it's a lot like i know this is a cliche to say but it's a lot like watching a dream in progress just because there's no logic to it it just keeps jumping to various like different slightly connected areas but then people are just doing unconnected things yeah so at this point 
we get our our big our, other wrestler yeah, cameo. If you're wondering who it is, which wrestler gets the nod for this one? Well, well, it's the Big Show. <laughs> yeah, it's Big Show here to be the bad to be the uh, guy who's like the the big fight for Hulk Hogan. Uh, and again, this is the kind of thing I appreciate because we've seen a lot of wrestlers come through Hulk Hogan movies. You know, the Undertaker and uh, the Undertaker again. One time there was the Undertaker. Uh, but but yeah, the big show's a new one, and he's not an actor. But more importantly, he does not lose to Hulk Hogan here. No, <laughs> this is again one of those things where Hogan is just in a fight, and they're going back and forth, and then eventually, <laughs> fucking like Robert Vaughn walks Va- in. Fucking Dankins is just like, huh? Don't mind me, and just walks past them as they are wrestling. Yeah, not not a care in the world. Goes over and the. <laughs> Another way that this is just straight up a fucking cartoon, he picks up the main weapon of Samson, the number two in command, a goddamned Dennis the Menace slingshot, Mm -hmm. and a rock, and bonks this dude in the head with the rock. Doesn't even use the slingshot. Which is our, you know, second wrestler cameo. We have the big show and now the rock. (laughs) Doesn't even use the slingshot, just winds up and pitches the rock right into Big Show's forehead, who just falls unconscious immediately. But up until that point, he's been taking punch after punch from Hogan, who keeps hitting him with boxes and shit, and he keeps going, nope, that's not going to do it. I'm the Big Show. That won't happen. (laughs) Our writers made that one up. (laughs) No, that's not true. Your writers didn't make anything up. It's just great to watch Hulk Hogan flail away at a wrestler who's got, like, a foot on him. (laughs) (laughs) It just makes me happy. Especially because it doesn't have to end in a contrived choke slam like poor Andre. Aw. (laughs) Andre should have mashed him into paste. (laughs) Uh, But the, uh, yeah. This... Ends up with them getting Billy again. Mm-hmm. This and, is where that stupid handcuff shit we talked about earlier happens. And they finally leave with him. And of course, they're like, so there's a scene where like Sabrina got out because she drugged Samson. Mm-hmm. And Samson stays drugged, which is how they end up with the keys to the handcuffs and some weapons and stuff. Yeah, but she's going up to him and he's like, huh? What? Give me your gun. <laughs> when she escapes, she leaves the uh the compound before the explosives go off she gets out walks to where fucking dankins and hogan are and is like hey so uh how are we gonna do this and split the treasure three ways and dankins just like nah, i never really cared much for treasure you can have it i don't give a what fuck do you, what do you think hulk and hulk's like i never want i just wanted to rescue billy damn it and she's like, okay, so I can go? And he's like, yeah, fucking have at it. I'm sure you'll have a wonderful time walking back across this island. No one gives a shit. And sure enough, the next time you see her, the last time, she's in a pawn shop trying to sell the jewelry. And the guy's just like, it's all totally worthless. It's worth nothing. And I wanted to, I, I was like, come on, man. That's costume jewelry from the 1870s that's in perfect, immaculate, gleaming condition. Yeah. It's worth something. No, you have... 120-something-year-old costume jewelry yeah. that is pristine. Take that That's shit something. To, take that shit to Antiques Roadshow, not Hell a yeah. pawn shop. <laughs> and yeah, this guy to... doesn't have a guy that he can call that's an expert in costume jewelry. Yeah. So you gotta go to Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta go to Pawn Stars. What's Chum Lee got to say about this? You won't believe what he looks like. <laughs> you won't believe what happens next. I have no idea who the fuck anyone on Pawn Stars is, because I've never watched an episode of it, but... Back before my, I got, there was a brief period where my ad block wasn't working right. And I just kept, was uh, constantly bombarded with, see what Chum Lee looks like now. And I'm like, 
I don't know what he looked like before. That's not an effective <laughs> ad campaign. <laughs> uh, so, yes, she fucks off. They get Billy. They leave. They manage to get back to the island and be like, ah, everything's fine. Let's take this diamond to the police, brother. And then... <laughs> You don't have to, you know. That's that's actual treasure. Like, yeah, that's it's, it's not like that's a threat, a theft from the. I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations for stealing shit from England ended when we kicked them out. <laughs> but coming over the horizon, like towed behind a seaplane, towed behind a fucking seaplane, is Grace Jones incoherently screaming. She's in full camo now. Up until this point, she's mostly worn khakis and a tank top, but now she's in a full camo army guy uniform. She's waving a pistol in one hand, water skiing with the other, and is just going, ah! She has no lines here. She's just, no, just incoherent screaming as she comes flying towards them, and they're all just sort of standing on the beach like, what the fuck? Huh. <laughs> the, the most any one of the three of them can muster is a, huh? Yeah, and then she comes skiing right up to them, gun blazing or gun, gun waving in the air in a circle, and Hogan just reaches out, grabs her, turns her around, and handcuffs her, and that's the end of it. There's not a fight. There's no. not even a confrontation. She skis up to them cartoon style, right up the beach to where they are, and he just goes handcuff, and we're done. And done. And here you go, Dankins. Here's your your prisoner, like you always wanted. Yep, I knew this would happen. Yep, I, I always knew this would happen. I'm a time traveler. Now I'm gonna belittle you because you didn't handcuff her correctly. Oh wait, you did. I'm gonna belittle you anyway. And then <laughs> we <laughs> end <laughs> the best part of the whole fucking movie. We end on fucking like Billy looks down and goes, "Hey." What's this box? There is just a random green crate sitting on the beach. Didn't show up with fucking Grace Jones. Who, she water skied here. Yeah, she was water skiing. And the only thing she had was a pistol and screaming. <laughs> and so they're like, huh, what's this? And they open it up to two baby tigers. Two alive baby tigers. One of them has a treasure map tucked into its neck, like a, its collar. And B Hogan and Billy are both like, oh, adorable. Let's pick up and hug these baby tigers. I'm going to own this tiger I'm now. I'm keeping it. And of course, at this point, all of the side characters have to be in. So the bird is back and is like, no, don't get a tiger. They're big cats. Don't like that. I don't want to be breakfast. Rat. Breakfast, by the way. Feed me. I want food. I'm putting you back in a home, brother. <laughs> But yeah, they just keep the tigers. And uh, basically, uh, Dankins gets a look at the treasure map, and he's like, ooh, a treasure map. And Alonso's <laughs> just standing next to him. He's like, ooh, also a treasure like, map. Ooh, treasure. And he's like, not for you. You're going to jail. <laughs> Hulk? No, I'm retired. I don't want any more treasure hunting. I just want to be a quiet tiger owner with no house. <laughs> I just want to have a bird and a tiger and live somewhere not in my house it blew up and also not anywhere i have to drive to because all i have is a jet ski and a tiger and a bird <laughs> i just keep collecting things maybe he also has a speedboat and this is like the setup for uh tropical thunder or whatever it was called <laughs> maybe th this is the prequel movie to tropic thunder huh? wait tropic thunder is the war the fake war movie yes what the hell what was his show where he had a speedboat uh, something paradise yeah thunder and paradise Thunder and paradise yeah that's the one okay there you go. It's the prequel to that. I also, I just assume that Hulk Hogan stars in this movie because it was filmed in the Everglades and he was like around. They were like, hey buddy, you're here. <laughs> we need the most famous Florida celebrities. 
Well, <laughs> all of them managed to leave Florida, so... <laughs> so we'll take Hulk Hogan, who is still Floridian. He's the one who won't leave. <laughs> Can't get rid of him. Fucking the... Uh, when a, uh, a hillbilly loser redneck like Tom Petty moves the fuck out of Florida and Hulk Hogan still is like, nah, I'll stay here. Nah, it's good. <laughs> and keep in mind when I say that Tom Petty is like my favorite artist of all time and I absolutely love him, but he is absolutely a Florida dirtbag. Oh, is, for sure. He is a born a die to the wool Florida dirtbag and it's amazing. <laughs> so that was the end of the film. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get to our bests and worsts in fucking... B- B- McKinsey's Island. I keep being like, what the fuck is the name of this movie? It will not stay in my head. It's so crazy that it's like, I had heard of this movie about a, about a week ago. And until then, I was like, I think I've seen every Hulk Hogan movie. I think I got them all. I'm pretty sure yeah, I got it. I got, I'm done. I don't have to watch any more Hulk Hogan movies. We saw every fucking stupid ass one of them. Oh, wait, there, there's a whole spare one that fell out of the world. Robert Vaughn used his time travel powers to put this one just slightly in the past so no one can access it. Hey, Hulk Hogan, I put your movie into 1998. <laughs> uh. I'm, a, I'm a capricious god. Don't give me the ring. I can't hold it. I'm Loki. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you've already heard my best, so I can just reiterate it. It's the point where we see this fucking shtick bird, and he's like, now to put you in a fucking bird kennel. Now to like, get rid of you for most of the rest of this movie. <laughs> Please and thank you. That was my favorite part by a mile. Oh, yeah. I mean, I am right there with you because of the whole like, oh, thank God you got rid of two thirds of his shticky yeah. nonsense. I mean, if it wasn't that, it'd be the scene where he looks at the turtle with a map carved on it and says, these look like cuts made by a human. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. On a practical basis, I was like out here in my garage, in our garage office, uh, watching this when it happened. And when the bird, <laughs> the bird went into the kennel, I literally was like, "Yes, woo!" <laughs> a third wrestler has entered the ring. Ric Flair, woo! <laughs> the bird is gone. <laughs> my favorite thing in this is, God, it almost has to be. There is a point. Uh, I think after they get the treasure, while they are trudging to get Billy for the second time. Mm -hmm. And they're going through the jungle and Dinkins is just like, I'm going to take a second real quick. And, you know, Hogan's like, well, I got to keep moving. I'm just here for Billy. I only care about Billy. I'm going to trudge through this jungle and I'm not going to stop. And he's like, well, I think you're going the wrong way. No, this is the way to the camp. All right. And then Hogan goes trudging off. We see him like, Right after that, like, collapsed to his knees near, like, a little river stream, splash his face with water, and then look up, and on the other side of the stream is Dinkins sitting there with a fucking banana, and he's just like, hey, buddy, good, <laughs> glad you could make it. Like I said, he straight up is a droopy dog, where yeah. Droopy's only gimmick as a character is that he is always wherever you open a door or whatever, he's already there. Oh, yeah. That's I it. was like, oh... This is a cartoon. Yeah. Okay. There's two moments like that, by the way. They're, they're, they aren't both exactly the same. The other, the other one when uh, when uh, Dankins tells him he's going the wrong way because Hogan's like it's like three miles that way, and Dankins is like, which is exactly why I'm going to go this way. And it's like that doesn't make any sense. But then they walk like six steps that way, and they're in the enemy camp. And he just goes, "Here it is. Here's the enemy camp." <laughs> and Hogan's like, "How the fuck did that happen? What the what is going on?" Oh, I know the secret uh, shortcuts of this island, and uh, <laughs> and time and space. I <laughs> I definitely create my own wormholes, Hogan. <laughs> I'm Trafal Magorian. <laughs> Dorian. Worst thing in the movie for you. 
<laughs> I don't. I mean, ultimately, this it's got to be the music. I mean, that is a great pick. Yeah, because it's just this one fucking island whistle song that plays, and it's not even a whole song. It's like the setup to a song. And it plays over, it, 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 like, not only does it remind me of Monkey Allen, but it also reminds me of, like, any time I had to play, like, uh, learn to spell with, with Yobi, the jungle man. And, it, it, like, you have to type letters, and he, he, and he stands there and is like, yes, good job. But Only 90s kids will remember Yobi, the jungle man. I guarantee you if you go... <laughs> <laughs> learn, learn typing with Yobi, the jungle man? <laughs> this is in the top three best things uh, uh, the thing is, Yobi is not a name I pulled out of my butt. It's it was actually a character from a game. Uh, it's gonna be hard for me to prove it because it's a really old game. Uh huh. But like three people in our audience were like, "Fuck that guy!" He Yobi had a, the jungle. He man. had an Alaskan one too. Oh, he wanted to teach me how to use QWERTY. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's the music. The music is like this fucking one, thirty second string that isn't even a song, and they play it every time the scene changes again. They just oh, they're moving to a new location. Understandable. Yay. What about you? Oh God, I feel like the worst thing in this happened early for me because as it got farther into the movie, mm-hmm. I kept being like, this is a absolute fucking fever dream. I don't know what's happening and I can't be angry at it because it's like being angry at a dream. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm saying, other than the music, it's kind of hard to think of things to genuinely be mad about because this movie maintains a consistent pace of being sort of surreal and dumb, which There's- is why the thing that made me the angriest in this movie is the very beginning of carving onto a turtle shell where I thought, he was like carving onto the side of a boat or something when he was doing oh, yeah, it. Yeah. Cause it's just like these constant knife shavings into a thing. And then when it pulls back and a fucking turtle walks away, I was like, what the fuck you asshole? I mean, it's the 1870s. The fact that he didn't clarify the, the, the turtle into butter and drink it. I mean, is, yes, <laughs> but I was also like that turtle would have just left. <laughs> the turtle was not going to hang out for this entire time. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a little... I mean, ultimately, yeah, the 1870s, he would have been like, a turtle, I'll, I'll use its oil to heat my bones. Uh, <laughs> heat but- my bones, <laughs> turtle. Uh, Get your bones heated with turtle oil. <laughs> Hogan, it's I'm gonna, me. I'm going to drink a cup of it. There's a reason I can walk around this island and do whatever I want. It's uh, turtle bone uh, juice. I'm powered by turtle juice. That's right, I drank a cup of turtles. That's why Shredder was always after them. Shredder's real, by the way, Hogan. <laughs> And it's me. Tonight I dine on turtle juice. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, let's go find more treasure. Uh, so there you have it. That's your least That's favorite. That's the least favorite <laughs> thing. Like, a guy I was is... like, hey, don't carve into that fucking turtle. Leave <laughs> that fucking turtle alone. <laughs> All right. We are going to rate this movie somehow from zero to five, which will give the movie a total rating out of ten. Jeff, what do you give McKinsey's Island? <laughs> I don't know. Not slash N slash A. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, system error. I want to give it just like, oh, I give it butterflies out of five because this is just nonsense. <laughs> I'm going to give it a fulminations out of strawberry. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I, maybe a two. Like, I wouldn't watch this again. It, but but it's it's got a 
the uh, like it's consistent is the one thing it really is. It is consistently insane and, r- and yes. ridiculous. Uh, so at least there's that. But yeah, it's like it's not good. It's like a two. No, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a. Oh, let's go ahead and say a two and a half. Two, two it's and a half. Just insane enough mm-hmm. for me to have had that moment watching a movie where I tip over the scale from. I'm angry and confused to now I'm right back on board. It's not quite the level of insanity that the ice cream bunny reached where I absolutely lost my no, mind. No. Well, the ice cream bunny builds. It, you earn it. it you, you folks have never watched Santa and the ice cream bunny. It's a riff tracks thing, uh, but it's just as crazy if you watch it without riff tracks because it's just, you know, Santa on a beach in Florida and then a bunch of kids come up after he sings an awful song. But because it's, it's this layered, like, boring film boring, within boring. a film within a yeah. film, and none of it is good. And it just keeps dragging for everything. And then it gets to the end, and it's so mind-bogglingly insane at the end mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I've, I've lost my grip on yeah, reality. I, I wouldn't even ask us to review it, like, for the show, because it doesn't work as a review. No. You just need to watch. It's like a shaggy dog joke. It'd be like asking us to review the pink ping pong ball joke <laughs> or the aristocrats. You know, you just you can't do it. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Two and a half for me because eventually I just come right back to being on board. So that's a four and a half out of 10. Four and a half out of 10 from McKinsey's Island. If you watch this and it makes you go crazy, please do not blame us. Uh, mm-hmm. But thank you so much for joining us. We love doing this and we can only do this with your support. We're like PBS. But if you go over to patreon.com slash system mastery, you can support the show there. Mm-hmm. Any level that you support us at unlocks bonus content. Yeah. We've got stuff like for PBS. all of our shows. Yeah. yeah. You get a tote bag from yeah. PBS. If we're, you support them. We're exactly identical to PBS. We except, are PBS. Except that unlike PBS, we will stop at nothing to kill you. <laughs> Oh, sorry, to uh, to reward you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are also PBS, but it stands for Penis Boner System. <laughs> society. We live in a penis boner society. <laughs> uh, but yeah, patreon.com slash system mastery. If you want our TV mastery, we are still going through some one episode and out TV shows right now. Mm-hmm. We have a very special guest with us for this episode. Mm-hmm. We've got... Uh, t- TTRPG's darling Alex Roberts. <laughs> Back again. Back I love, again. I love Literally we... one year to the day from the last time she joined us. I love that we only ever have her on for like the bonus $5 episodes. <laughs> Alex Roberts is only here if you are willing to pay for her. Uh-huh. And she is only here to talk about dog stuff. So give it away. It's dog stuff this week. So please join us, patreon.com slash system mastery, $5 level unlocks everything, TV mastery, all of our bonus content, the afterthought, Discord stuff, it's all there. Mm-hmm. And it's all there and it's all a deal. Hopefully you will join us there. If not, you can go ahead and leave us a cool review, tell other people word of mouth, tell yeah. them to listen to us, it's great. Just be nice to us. Please be nice. Yeah. I'm just I'm just some fucking guy. We're going through some things. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... I'm just a guy and I'd like you to be nice to me. (laughs) Thank you so much again for joining us. We will be back in another couple weeks with more movie mastery. And until then you all have a good one.